The Devil's Advocates Radio Show is broadcast under a time brokerage agreement between Devil Radio and Civic Media Inc. Some portions of this program may be pre recorded. Warning You're about to listen to the greatest radio show ever. And due to contractual obligations and to shield our airwaves and corporate licensees from any semblance of liability, responsibility, and gullibility, we must tell you the views represented on this show are not necessarily those of this station or its management. This radio show contains differing points of view on current political topics, and due to the nature of its contents, it should be heard by everyone. Thank you for listening. Now live from the Civic Media Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, where the political party is just beginning, welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Friends proving it's never personal, only politics. Please allow me to introduce myself. And now, here's your hosts, Dom and Crute. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. A big Monday, happier, happy hour. Dom, I'm ready to rebrand it. A Real American Monday, happier happy hour. All right, welcome to Real Real American Monday. And why 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 are we rebranding Real American Monday? Because we we my friend are the real Americans, and I'm going to contrast who are not the real Americans. <laughs> okay, I would say primarily mega Republicans. I think I started this conversation with you last week, Don. But new examples, Republicans. Just throwing out the Constitution. Hell, let's ignore the U.S. Supreme Court if necessary, right? That's their newest yeah. tact. So they're lawless. And I use a little analysis from Aaron Blake as a start point here, but you can always join us. 844-967-2789. Not just Crudy's ranting about why I am a real American and why CJ is not, but also... Why Republicans now think it's okay to basically selectively selectively follow the laws and the rulings that they like. A lot of them like the overturning of Roe v. Wade. They liked that a hell of a lot, didn't they, Dom? They were all They're down dead. with the Dobbs. But when don't the, we all kind of follow the rules and laws that we decide to follow and don't follow the ones that we don't? Well, unless Does that you make me un American. Well, did you say a pledge to honor the Constitution as part of your job descriptor? Because I no. don't think you had to as part of the Devil's Advocates team. You should, <laughs> but you did not have to. It wasn't a requirement, and you opted out. So, Aaron Blake, a little bit here, and then back to the phones, 844-967-2789. Always best when you join us on a big Monday. Republicans now say it might be okay to ignore the Supreme Court, Tom. A consequential development of the Trump era is what increasingly looks like the Republicans' acrimonious divorce from the rule of law. They don't like the, the rule law of order law party? so much. Well, ah, they used to like it. Now they don't. They like to call themselves Americans and patriots, too, except when it comes to honoring and following the Constitution of our nation, Dan. But let me continue. <laughs> the party that once prided itself as the law and order side has leaped headlong into highly speculative theories about the weaponization of the justice system spurred by the former president, Donald Trump. Both Trump and his former lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, recently flouted civil defamation verdicts against them by continuing to defame their victims. Cheered on by many on the right, Republican voters increasingly want a president 
who is willing to break both rules and laws to get things done. But some party uh, members of the party have in recent days crossed a new threshold by suggesting that it's okay to disregard the Supreme Court. After the Supreme Court ruled last week that federal authorities can remove razor wire that Texas put on the U.S.-Mexico border, Rep. Chip Roy, he's one of your buddies, isn't he, Dom? Republican yeah. from Texas posted on the, you know, former Twitter that Texas should ignore it. Uh, a little side note, the wanker is acknowledged in our number one, the aforementioned wanker, governor of Wisconsin, Scott Walker. Former governor of Wisconsin. He was hashtagging. I stand with Texas all weekend. Want yeah, lots everybody of to know. Governors apparently in, uh, are down with standing with Texas. A quote from Roy. It's like if someone's breaking into your house and the court says, oh, sorry, you can't defend yourself. What do you tell the court? You tell the court to go to hell. You defend yourself and then figure it out later. That was his quote from the Foxy News. By Friday, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt, Republican Dom, had gone on CNN and indicated it would be okay to disregard the Supreme Court in certain circumstances. Here's his quote. We all agree that the Constitution is the supreme law of the land, but here comes the but. And if the Supreme Court gets something wrong, for example, if they tried to ban and say that we didn't have a Second Amendment right to bear arms, I think the Constitution supersedes somebody in Washington, D.C. telling us, you know... You know, Stint didn't seem to finish the thought and his office hasn't <laughs> responded to a request for comment. But the thrust of what he is saying is pretty clear. Host Jake Tapper's question was about whether elected uh, officials should just ignore rulings from the U.S. Supreme Court with which they disagree. Stint's response was decidedly not no, not no. So, Pretty stiff comments also came after you spent a day repeatedly floating a scenario in which members of the National Guard might disobey orders from their commander in chief, the president of the United States. Stitt repeatedly cited the difficult decisions those Guard members would face if President Biden tried to federalize them. Biden has the authority to do so, though such authority has rarely been invoked and the White House has not signaled it's in the works. Stitt suggested they might be standing on principle by refusing Biden's orders. It's important to note that despite the claims from some on the left, what Texas Governor Greg Abbott is doing right now doesn't violate what the Supreme Court ruled. The court overturned a ruling that said the federal government could not remove the razor wire, effectively allowing it to do so. Abbott has signaled he'll continue to have the National Guard lay the wire and Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, you know, that guy has rejected the Biden administration's request for full access to the area. Provocative? Yes. Interfering with federal authority, quite possibly, but directly violating the Supreme Court's decision? No. Roy's and Sitt's comments then take this debate quite a bit further. In some ways, it's a logical extension of the emerging Republican argument about state sovereignty. Anticipating a federal versus state clash, Republicans have taken to arguing that Texas has the authority to defend itself from those crossing the border illegally. But you can also see how we're getting into dicey territory here. The Supreme Court is the institution we charge with interpreting our Constitution. We now have a sitting U.S. governor and a congressman suggesting it's okay to ignore what the court says if you have a different interpretation. Tapper noted to Stitt that Democratic governors could seemingly do the same in restricting gun rights beyond what the court has constitutional, says his Constitution, by arguing that it's just 
that important to protect their citizens. It's quite possible we'll never have a situation in which Texas officials or the National Guard actually have to decide between what they argue is their duty and what the Supreme Court says. But these kinds of comments certainly lay the rhetorical groundwork for a pretty unthinkable future clash, especially given they come from a party that has demonstrated increasingly little regard for the current application of the rule of law. And that's Aaron why Blake writing at the Washington Post. That's why they are not real Americans, Tom. We, we are the real Americans. They are not real Americans. If you are not down for the Constitution, the underlying basis of, of our republic, you're not down for the republic. I would assert 844-967-2789. Real Americans go to the top the of the Supreme list. Court has gotten things wrong, right? Like, Plessy versus Ferguson. You know what I'm saying? Do we but defy the court? These. Do we defy the court? Or do we say that is the current ruling of the court and fight like hell to overturn? Look what the people, look what the people that opposed Roe v. Wade did for 50 plus years, right? Till they got the right decision, the one they wanted. Hell, they the, the quote unquote right decision. Yeah. Well, the one they wanted, right? From their point of view, they got the the godly. The childlike, the child-supporting decision they finally wanted after 50 years. They didn't give up that fight, certainly. They've been fighting that fight, Dom. And I don't think just because the court rules improperly, and I've seen lots of rulings that I thought were improper, but I didn't think the court should be ignored. That goes a bridge too far. If well, oh, if we oh, get to okay. the point where but we're throwing out the rulings. That, I mean, I get it. I hear what you're saying. And, and generally, I would say I agree with you, especially in these kinds of things. We're talking about, you know, racial segregation laws, for example. But if what about we the accepted weed laws? Bush v. What about the weed laws? How do you how do you how do you take this interpretation of how American we are and then say, yeah, but you know, we I, I think I we lean upon I'm going to ignore that law. My white privilege, and I conscientiously <laughs> object. Okay, and, and, and I break that law. White privilege and conscientiously objecting. Then, how are the? Is it not the same? Well, I think uh, you know, abortion's a little different than my right to smoke weed. I don't think they're equitable. I don't think that these are equitable things. So, anyways, dude, I, I'm I'm gonna discount your analogy and throw it out and say it's not equitable <laughs> because you don't have a good answer for it because it's contradictory to what you're saying well, certainly i've broken laws before dude i'll do it on the drive home tonight i suspect <laughs> but that is different than saying the ruling of the court is invalid and i'm going to ignore it as an elected official who swore to the constitution to uphold that very document in the courts that are the arbiters thereof. That's a little different thing than Crudy might smoke some pot or speed on the way home. Not take speed. I'm not talking meth here. I'm talking about, you know, exceeding the speed limit <laughs> just for the record. You know, you got you to be clear <laughs> for some of the audience members because they're like, right, right. Wait, what? Can Crudy get me speed? <laughs> 844-967-2789. A very patient Ross from Crawford County. Welcome, Ross. What do you got for us? Hi, Ross. Hey, guys. Uh, right, so it's uh, Real American Monday. It so, is. Um, Welcome, Real American. It is. I, and, and I, right, yeah, you know, and I'm trying to wrap my head around that because one of the things is like, 
we're all Americans, and 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 if we, if one were to think about the American flag as sort of representing whatever we want to whatever we want it to represent, but it represents everybody, left and right. Some people may or may not overtly wave the flag or be overtly patriotic, and but it does seem as if the right, you know, the ultra right or the or the right wing of our politics, they want to take that flag and shove it in our face act like they're the ones that own that flag and yet when i drive around walk around and look at stuff they're the ones that desecrate that flag more than anybody i saw trump on the stage humping a flag once that's desecration for sure i'm putting you on the real american list come back more devils you can join us 844-967-2789 that's the real american hotline The big and tall of political talk, the devil's advocates. And thank you for listening to the Devil Advocates Radio Show. Make sure you take the devils with you. Download the Civic Media app. It's super cool, super easy. You can listen to all the shows on all the fine channels on the network. The Civic Media app. Find it in your app store. John, when we were roommates in college, that was quite an exclusive partnership, just us and a few and you had to be part of that club and you had to like Snoop Dogg man because that and some Dre were going to play out on the stereo oh, late man. at night Chronic. all night long that was, that was that was one of the greatest all of all time the chronic when that dropped with with the bass pushed up so the pictures would bounce off the walls make sure <laughs> the neighbor girls were up as well well Tom I take a little objection with the Snoop Dogg here is what I see is being reported at the hill Snoop Dogg now says he has nothing but love and respect for Trump. Nothing what? but love and respect. What is this man smoking, Dom? Uh, uh. A little of the coverage. Rapper Snoop Dogg did a U-turn on his opinion, talking about a flippy floppy, about Donald Trump saying he has nothing but love and respect for the former president following years of staunch criticism. In an interview with the London Sunday Times over the weekend, the gin and juice rapper now, he did that one in the early 90s. He's had a few a few notable things in his career since the early 90s. I mean, he's got a movie out right now, right? Underdogs, something like that. Oh, I, the, um, I saw the aware. social media. So one of my social media friends, you know, so I don't even know if I know this person in real life, but we're social media friends. But they gave like two thumbs up to the underdogs for whatever that's worth. But Snoop Dogg said basically, you know, I got nothing but love for for Donald Trump. Donald Trump, Snoop Dogg, said he ain't done nothing wrong to me. He has done only great things for me. He pardoned Michael Harris. Now, Knight, alongside Harris and Dr. Dre, co-founded the Death Row Records record label in the 1990s, which signed Snoop Dogg early in his career. Harris was convicted of conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, but was pardoned by Trump in 20. 21 after serving 30 years of a 25 to life sentence, according to the USA Today. Before leaving office, Trump pardoned Harris along with 69 others. I have nothing but love and respect for Donald Trump, Snoop added. The rapper's latest sentiments are in stark <laughs> contrast to what was expressed in the past. Dem, how did how did Snoop Dogg describe Donald Trump in the past? <laughs> in an 
2016 interview with Rolling Stone. Hey, we're commenting on that today. Snoop Dogg said he had, quote, never seen an MF or like Trump asking, how could we have someone as reckless as him running our country? In 2018, Snoop Dogg also heavily criticized Trump and fellow rapper Kanye West, who is an open Trump supporter. Rapper is also known for his previous controversial stunts to condemn the former president, such as a shared EP cover on social media in 2017 shows him standing over Trump's dead body. In a 2018 visit to the White House, he smoked a blunt outside the building. Well, doesn't everybody. In one of these most controversial moves, Snoop Dogg is seen in a music video shooting a clown dressed as Trump with a toy gun. Well, that goes now, along. I mean, well, when Kathy Griffin he, did that, it became a big deal. Right. Uh, so Donald Trump, you know, pardoned his buddy. Now he's, he's fine with Donald Trump. He did good by him. I mean, I guess that's all it takes. You know, I think there's a little something more to it than that. Uh, whether or not Donald Trump pardons someone that you care about uh, for what murder or attempted murder. Uh, well, there, there's other issues to, to, you know, that, that impact this country uh, Snoop. So, but I mean, isn't, aren't there a lot of folks out there like Snoop, not like Snoop, but with Snoop's attitude that, Hey, you know, Donald Trump, he's fine with me. I mean, half this country is down with that. Maybe less than half, slightly less. Well, and there was also that substantial tax cut for the rich in 2017. That might have caught Snoop in a good place. <laughs> right? Uh, didn't he do the cooking show with, uh, what was her Martha name? Martha Stewart. Uh, and she went to jail for, like, insider trading. I mean, Martha Stewart's done more jail time than Snoop Dogg. I'm not clear that that is the case. I mean, come on. She's the true gangster of that pair. Maybe, maybe, but <laughs> I still think cumulatively in his lifetime, and it looks like Nate's using the using the Googling machine. Uh, if you know the know, answer, man. though, I don't think Snoop's ever did any, did any time. Well, I don't think he did anything. You don't think Snoop ever did time? I think he's been to jail. Can you tell me? You've been to jail for justice. Can you politifact me on this in real time? Nate? Snoop Dogg has been to jail many times for felony possession of drugs. <laughs> oh, come on. According man. to Google. According to the Google. Many times. Um, and I'm many saying times. cumulatively, he might have spent more time in jail than Martha Stewart did on her, what, 60 days at Club Fed for insider trading. I bet she got to keep her mattress, though. <laughs> yeah, she cooked for everybody. So, you know, that, that goes a long way. It would. It would. If only you did the same for your friends. 844-967-2789. Uh, while I've got it in front of me, Dom, I want to point out something else I saw at the Hill today. Uh, Tammy Baldwin, senator from Wisconsin, unopposed yet in the Republican side. But Tammy Baldwin called out drug companies today not in the same way, you know, Snoop Dogg might, different different sort of drug companies. But Baldwin called on drug companies to stop gaming patents for asthma inhalers. Apparently, they're doing that. They're putting uh, these inhalers on what is called the orange patent list. And that keeps other companies from putting out generic equivalents for 30 months. And apparently, a lot of companies are doing so without the proper patents in place. They actually insert these things on the list. They're, they're, let's just say, running out the clock, Dom. Uh, here is what's being reported. Senator Tammy Baldwin, our favorite, is demanding the four largest manufacturers of inhalers stop properly 
uh, pardon me, stop improperly listing patents in the Food and Drug Administration's database, a practice that can delay lower-cost generics from coming to market. In letters sent Monday to AstraZeneca, Behringer, Ingelheim, GlaxoSmithKline, and Teba, Baldwin called on the companies to remove the improper listed patents from the if FDA's Orange Book, the federal database where patent and exclusivity information for FDA-approved drugs is listed. Apparently, these drugs have already been found to have been improperly listed, but these four major manufacturers have refused or so far not actually taken action to remove the drugs from the Orange Book, as it's apparently called. Uh, as it's written here, Dom, last year, the Federal Trade Commission challenged 10 pharmaceutical companies, including the four listed in Baldwin's letter, for improperly or inaccurately listing more than 100 asthma inhaler patents in the Orange Book. Baldwin noted that the companies have not yet removed all the inaccurate or inappropriately listed patents from the Orange Book, despite the FTC warning. Here's a quote. <clears throat> While drug companies are required to list certain patents in the Orange Book, bad actors can exploit this process to inappropriately deter competition and generic drug development, leading to fewer treatment options and higher prices for consumers. You know who she teamed up with on this, Tom? Oh. My boy, Bernie Sanders. Oh, nice. But but, but what that article doesn't discuss is the profit and how the shareholders feel about you know getting a little extra money. Well, Dom, the inhalers here sell for hundreds of dollars in the U.S., but for only a fraction of that same cost overseas. For example, AstraZeneca, $645 in the U.S., 49 bucks in the U.K. Ooh. What a deal. Come back. What More a deal. Devil's Advocates. The devil's advocates may not agree on much, but funny is funny. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show, the Real American Monday edition, a happier happy hour. And I got to tell you, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> I get that you don't have a problem with Donald Trump. You know, personally, he did a solid for a buddy of yours. But I got to tell you, I have a big problem with MAGA Republicans. And I think we as Americans, we, those of us that believe in this little constitutional experiment, want to continue living in a small D democracy. I think we have to take objection to the behaviors of the former, of Donald Trump, of those that would support him. And I was encouraged to see the uh, what the federal judge ruled in that one guy's case this week. Uh, I've got a little coverage from the Washington Post. A federal judge is fed up with those defending the January 6th rioters, Ruth Marcus, uh, in opinion <laughs> piece. Sentencing hearings are ordinarily about criminal defendants. What did they do? Have they demonstrated remorse? What factors in their background argue in favor, uh, in favor of leniency or for the stiffest possible sentence? The scene in U.S. District Judge Royce Lambert's courtroom on Thursday was all that, but something more and something even more important as well, because Lambert, a senior judge named to the bench, by Ronald Reagan in 
was not merely sentencing the defendant before him, James Little, one of the many January 6th defendants whose cases had piled up before the judges in D.C. federal courthouse, but he was also pronouncing judgment on the politicians and the pundits who diminished the significance of January 6th and instead lauded its perpetrators as heroes. Lamberth, a native Texan and Army veteran, has never been shy about calling the powerful to account. When Native Americans accused the Interior Department of mismanaging trust funds and exasperated, Lamberth held Bill Clinton's Interior Secretary Bruce Babbitt in contempt, and he then proceeded to do the same with President George W. Bush's Interior Secretary, Gail Norton. The Federal Appeals Court ultimately ordered Lamberth Removed from the case. A little too much judge for them, Dom. <laughs> After Russian President Vladimir Putin balking at an order issued by Lambert to turn over stolen Jewish artifacts, said he didn't have to obey a cowboy judge. Lambert, who's been known to wear cowboy boots to legal events, described the epitaph as one of the highlights of my life. Thursday night ought to be another. At no small personal risk is an environment where judges and prosecutors have become targets of the vitriol and the violence. Lambert let loose on those who would whitewash January 6th. Little speech for the real Americans, Dom. The court is accustomed to defendants who refuse to accept that they did anything wrong. But in my 37 years on the bench, Lambert wrote, or said, I guess, I cannot recall a time when such meritless justifications of criminal activity have gone mainstream. I've been dismayed to see distortions and outright falsehoods seep into the public consciousness. I have been shocked to watch some public figures try to rewrite history. <coughs> Ron Johnson! <coughs> Claiming writers behaved in an orderly fashion like ordinary tourists or... um. Martyrizing convicted January 6th defendants as political prisoners or even incredibly hostages. This is all preposterous, but the court fears that such destructive, misguided rhetoric could presage further danger to our country. Dom Lambert didn't name names, but I like to hear on the show. But the targets of his ire could not be clear, starting with the former President Donald Trump, who has promised to pardon at least some of those charged in the insurrection. Some people call them prisoners. I call them hostages. Trump said in Iowa this month, adding that those who breached the Capitol had acted patriotically and peacefully. Crudy. <laughs> some in his party, which once stood for law and order, have distanced themselves from Trump's repulsive remarks. Others have dutifully echoed them, most notably Rep. Elise Stefanik with an undisguised eye on the GOP vice presidential nomination. Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene described the jail's defendants as political prisoners. Conservative commentator Tucker Carlson in a Fox News segment that cherry-picked video provided by former speaker Kevin McCarthy concluded, these were not insurrectionists, they were sightseers. Lambert dissented, and given the moment we are in, it's worth quoting his words at length. The court cannot condone the shameless attempts by Mr. Little or anyone else to misinterpret or misrepresent what happened. It cannot condone the notion that those who broke the law on January 6th did nothing wrong or that those duly convicted with all the safeguards of the United States Constitution, including 
a right to trial by jury and felony cases are political prisoners or hostages. So let me set the record straight. This was not a protest that got out of hand. It was a riot. In many respects, a coordinated riot. Protesters, quote unquote, could have simply shared their views at the election, on the election, as did thousands that day who did not approach the Capitol. But those who breached and occupied the Capitol building uh, and grounds halted the counting of the Electoral College votes required by the 12th Amendment. The rioters interfered with a necessary step in the constitutional process, disrupted the lawful transfer of power, and thus jeopardized the American constitutional order. Although the rioters failed in their ultimate goal, their actions nonetheless resulted in the deaths of multiple people, injury to over 140 members of law enforcement, and lasting trauma for our entire nation. This was not patriotism. This It was the antithesis of patriotism. The antithesis of patriotism indeed. Along with the police at the Capitol that day, the judges of the federal bench here have been unsung patriots in this sad chapter. With more than 1,200 people charged in relation to the insurrection, with more of those defendants demanding jury trials than is customary, and with law unsettled and evolving, the district judges, active, and those such as Lambert on senior status, have been pressed into service, working harder than they bargained for in an effort to do their sworn duty of administering justice. Lambert didn't mention the workload, but you can get a sense of how galling it must be to have to hear this kind of nonsense. Quote, for Mr. Little to style himself a political prisoner and to accuse the court of infringing his rights is not only incorrect, it is offensive to the court, Lambert said. The public should understand that such notions are preposterous, unquote. The public should. Maybe Judges Lambert prodding will help. Ruth Markets writes at the Washington Post. Wow, that judge lightened them up. I could not have said it better myself. Nor I, Dom, as a real American. That's why I chose this article, this piece, this judge, because he's saying it for all of us. You know, we just want to see justice served on these. You know, but to pretend like this never happened or this was no big deal or that those that supported this, this criminal conspiracy is the least worst I can call it, Dom. Well, they shouldn't be serving our nation. They shouldn't be in charge. Certainly Donald Trump should not be in charge again. For the love of God. If yeah, you but what about such all those like, like Senator Ron Johnson from the great state of Wisconsin? Oh, they stayed inside the velvet robes or they were tourists. You know, they were they were orderly. Well, of you know, course, it's self-serving it to happen. describe them as such. It does Tom. not happen without without those folks enabling this to yes. continue. Yes. Ron Johnson is an enabler. All those Republicans who engaged in this, who who, who act like this was no big deal, are, are enablers and they're trying to overturn the history. We all saw it. We were live that day, man. Everyone can see it. The J6 committee did a fine job. Yeah, they showed us the worst parts. That's all you need to see. You know, there were fine parts until they were worst parts. It was peaceful until it wasn't. It was happy and inside the ropes until someone was getting bear sprayed. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. And those that cannot see what's in front of their own eyes and realize this is what's happening and have these Republicans try to whitewash this history. Oh, no big deal. Let's get over their hostages. What a shame. What a scam. This judge is absolutely right. And we should never let these people near power again. Well, goes for you, Ron Johnson, especially if they were part of the criminal conspiracy, Dom, because I can't 
litigate what happens between Ron Johnson's ears, but I can tell you his actions amount to a criminal conspiracy. That's pretty evident. Ron Johnson knew what he did was wrong. That's why he lied about it to Manu Raju, right? When he, oh, on a phone call. No, you're not. On a phone call. Oh, yeah, baby, well, it was seconds. Baby. It was minutes. Certainly it wasn't All any right, long you know. period of time. But what he was willing to do was clearly outside the norm. What Ron was doing was part of a criminal conspiracy. And what Ron said he was willing to do would have furthered that criminal conspiracy. So I can't tell you if Ron thought it was a coup or an insurrection, but he knew damn well he was breaking the law. He is a U.S. senator, and he also swore to uphold the Constitution, Dom, including the peaceful transfer of power. So I'm going to put Ron in the not real American column. And if you don't treat me with more loyalty, you might end up there as well. (laughs) Isn't there like a right wing outfit that's like real American news or something like that? I mean, are we, are we, are we, you know, encroaching on some, someone's trademark? Well, you know, if it's a right wing trademark, I don't think it needs to be honored, Tom. Well, I mean, you know, we don't, we don't have to honor things that we don't want. Right. Those are optional. It's like, you know, Texas said the Supreme court. Uh, it's an optional. It's a stop sign. It's got the white mark around the border. That means it's an optional stop sign. Well, when I type in real American, I get, of course, the fine Hulk Hogan theme song, real American <laughs> that Nate played for you earlier. And great, great grad there, Nate. And I take your vitamins, all you little hoaxers out there. I I don't see any other clear claiming of it. No. Uh, maybe it's a real American. Is it real American? Real America's voice news. Maybe that's what it is. Well, yes, we need we need more I of that. Think we should. See, they're go. claiming real. See, how could how can we you we claim to be real Americans when the Trumpsters, the insurrectionists, the coup plotters, they're the ones that claim that they are the real Americans. How how do we how do we how do we bridge this gap? How do we bridge it? Well, they'll be in prison soon. So I'm not worried about bridging this gap. I'm worried about declaring the high moral ground. If there's any doubt who the real Americans are, let me tell you, it's us. Because if you're charged with an insurrection against the United States or any variation of trying to uh, stop the peaceful transfer of power, if you're sitting there as a political hostage in a D.C. jail right now, what if you're charged or convicted? Which one is it? Charged, never convicted, or charged and convicted? Well, because there are a couple folks that were not convicted. Very few, I think, a couple, literally. You mean a couple have gotten off by the generous ruling of of primarily Trump appointed justices or judges, as the case may be? I think they, I mean, they're actually a few jury trial. Most of them are jury trials, my understanding is the judge said this uh, more than normal given the circumstances, but many of them. Uh, pleaded out, man. Yep, that was me. We did it. I mean, h- how many of those that are sitting in jail right now, I think like 60, 70%, something along that kind of number, admitted to the crimes for which they were charged? Well, they're the real snowflake Americans, Tom. You know, slight distinction. They're white, and they melt under any pressure or heat whatsoever. Slightly different. But real Americans are those that believe in small-D democracy and a constitution to be upheld. 
and believe those that cross those lines, at least in my opinion, I think the real Americans think those that would cross that line should be held accountable. And that's yeah, what justice absolutely. looks like. And that's yes. why we rant on this radio show each and every day. And I draw that distinction when necessary between Americans, the real Americans like us, and you can be a real American. Just believe in the Constitution. You don't have to vote for my guy. I don't even know who my guy is some days. I guess it's Biden, but not because I'm in the Biden fan club, not because I joined the Democratic Party. But I am Biden in the small D democracy. You got a party. Biden flag, right? And, and you got the Biden tattoo on your calf, right? I've you you been the mean Biden. to get that. Yeah. I, yeah. Still oh, owe, yeah that's right. I still owe a Packer tattoo from when they won the Super Bowl against the Patriots. <laughs> Like, I was supposed to get a tattoo. Like, oh, I'll get a tattoo if they win, man. You can you can owe me on the Detroit tattoo. You'll never. I'm still waiting, man. Oh, come on. You can't Next even. My divisional champions tattoo? Oh, no. Doesn't get that far. Playoff 1-1 one, one game tattoo? More devils. Story of my life. The Devil's Advocates. Because... Freedom. Thank you for listening to the Devils Advocates Radio Show, our last segment of the day. If you got something to say, hit us up now. We got some callers. You can be next, 844-967-2789. Stick around. The Make Dawn Show coming up next. Let's get to the caller, Stam. I see Rico from Rock County has been waiting. Welcome back, Rico. What do you got for us? Hey, Rico. Hey, guys. Uh, I'll tell you, it's hard being a real American. I got up right away this morning, got right into my YouTube looking for a live feed from the border, been watching all day. I'm happy to report, guys, not one immigrant. I haven't saw one immigrant. I did see a stray dog. The guy filming had to feed a stray dog. Uh, The trucker convoy, I, I haven't seen a truck either. There is a heavy National Guard and Border Patrol presence. Uh, the bob wire seems to be about three to 400 yards away from the actual border. Bunch of National Guard and Border Patrol walking around. I haven't seen an immigrant all day, but I have been doing my duty and watching. The guy's got a camera. I've been watching. So I'll let any, when I see an immigrant, I'll let people know. CJ, they're negotiating a big border deal, my understanding. And I've even heard they've arrived at a bipartisan deal. And they're trying to put it together in writing now. But the former president's trying to kill any border deal. And, of course, Mike Johnson, MAGA Mike, is trying to do whatever he can to, you know, make the once and perhaps future king happy. Uh, But Rico, they don't actually want to solve any crisis at the border, do they? They just want to hammer Joe Biden with that. Oh, no. O'Bannon had this figured out a long time ago. See, they killed the goose that laid the golden egg with the abortion and the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And they knew ahead of time they needed a new goose to lay their golden eggs. And that is immigration. See, Steve, Steve's got a plan. Don't worry. Steve's got this under control. He knows exactly what we, the real Americans, need to be worried about right now, right at the top of my mind. Uh, my mind. And, uh, yeah. Don't worry about it. He's got it all under control. It's all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> it's all smoke and mirrors, guys. 
They don't want to do anything about it because as soon as they do, they kill the goose that lays the golden eggs. That's their political strategy. And uh, I suppose they're going to run with this golden egg for as long as it'll hold them. But uh, that's all I got tonight for you guys. I'm sure you got some other real American patriots waiting to call in and talk to you. So Rico signing off. See you, Rico. Thanks for listening. We got some real Americans in, and also CJ, 844-967-2789. But as pointed out, CJ, you're still banned, man. Uh, Wisco Paul, welcome. What do you got for us? Hey, Paulie. Hey, how you doing, Devils? Sorry about the Lions. I thought they had that game one, but oh well. Oh, thanks, man. Um, yeah, that's the way it goes. I, I was rooting for them anyway. Maybe that's why they lost. I don't know. But <laughs> hey, uh, I blame you, Paulie. And my wife. She started yeah. rooting for Detroit. She hasn't rooted for the Packers all season, Paulie. And she's rooting for Detroit. They're up 17, and it all came crashing down. Yeah, I actually uh, turned the game off at halftime and uh, um, watched some eight, eight <laughs> HBO. Your fault. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I turned it back on. I go, what, the, what happened here? I Sometimes I wonder about your coach. I think you probably, well, that's all hindsight. Maybe you should have kicked a field goal. Maybe not. I don't know. But, hey, uh, I, I like to. Could have said that about LaFleur, keeping... just for the record. But continue, <laughs> Pauly. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of the Packer, Packer game against the 49ers also. I guess the 49ers, just, uh, they're just good. Hey, uh, I'd like to thank Rico for watching the border. I appreciate that. That's uh, a job well done there, Rico. Um my, my quick one for you two today is um, if they do not pass this border bill, which is a bipartisan bill, imagine that. That doesn't happen very often. The Republicans own the border after that, right? It's After that, um, the, it's their baby then because they didn't pass this bill. And, and my understanding, the bill wants to shut the border right down. So, And also... The way the way things are right now, that is law also. So it takes a new law or a new agreement to to make the border um, the border deal different. Am I correct, there, um, guys? Well, Paulie, it's moving target. They're busy talking about the Republican House members getting ready to impeach Mayorkas. They're apparently going forward with their impeachment plan against the guy that was actually part of the negotiations of the border deal over on the Senate side. That's how much they oppose this deal, Paul. So I think they do own the border from here forward. Uh, Lou from Cudahy. I know you'd like to be a real American, Lou. Come join us. I, I am. Hey, Lou. Wank, Wank is, it's so good to talk to you. You know, um, 6.1 million of the last figure I heard have come across the border illegally. And Biden is letting in fentanyl, cocaine, all the terrorists. Nobody's letting those things in, Lou. They were coming in under Trump. They'll come in after Bush. Uh, Pardon me, Biden. And and, uh, Biden refuses to stop it. So it's a way of subverting the country. That's that's not true, Lou. And let me pause you for a moment right there. There's reports all the time about how many, you know, this big, you know, shipment of fentanyl or cocaine. I mean, they're constantly getting drugs at the border, Lou. I mean, Apparently, America has a big, you know, appetite for drugs, Lou. What do you think about that? 12,000 to 15,000 a day, and he needs to be prosecuted. Who does? Mayorkas? Biden? Who are you going to send to jail for immigration, Lou? Because these are policy well, decisions. He's a president. He's in charge. He's letting it happen. There's chaos at the border. 
And you know, do you support you the? Borders, you don't have a country. Let me ask you, Lou. The the former presidents advocating for crossing that border into Mexico and doing extradition or perhaps rendition of cartel people. Down right now. Yes, I do think that we should have a bipartisan deal to shut the border down, Lou. I do. I think. Well, they want your guy should get out of the way and let the deal happen. People come in. Lou, I'm going to put you aside for today. Here's what you need to do to be a real American. Tell Trump to shut his yap and let a bipartisan border deal, and we can all celebrate the closure of the border, at least a more effective closure of the border. Republicans, Democrats, the House, the Senate, the president. Oh, man, how many trucks go back and forth between the border? Must trade one. Mexico's our number one trading partner. We people go down there all the time. And what about all the arms that we're shipping as Americans, you know, illegally to Mexico? I mean, you can't, you're not going to close the border, man. Well, close the immigration flow at the border, at least stem it significantly. I think we could agree on that. Hell, even Joe Biden will sign it, Lou, if your guy gets the hell out of the way. You know, becomes a real American like the rest of us here. Thank you for <laughs> listening to the Devil's Advocates. Real American Maggie Dawn is next. And then it's Monday night, the Paul Revere show. No, not. So I guess it's busted pencils. Busted pencils. There you go.